When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our Podcast Ooh. inside the building once again Welcome to the Wolf and Our Podcast coming out that one, tell your friend We're... Oh, hold on, this is incredible What? Thank you so much. You will not believe what's just happened. What? What's happened? Thank you. The swan has just entered the studio and passed me a sausage sandwich. Oh, what a lie! Wow. What, what a lie! Wow! Oh my the god! The swan rolling double sixes and tricks is. What are the role, What are the rules about eating uh, eating during a podcast? People well, you've absolutely me. chastised me for it a couple of times, but I'm, I'm going to let you do it. I'm gonna, I, I, okay, I, just, I need to see your face while you're taking that delicious bite by bite in. Okay, each um, morsel just tantalising your mouth. Well, I'm just adding some hot sauce to this. Hot sauce in the morning. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hot sauce is for all times of the day, man. What are you talking about? Man, I'm a ketchup or uh, sort of brown sauce kind of vibe. You know, That's sausage right. sandwich. That's how we differ, my dear. Well, uh, let me, so just break it down. Where are these uh, vegan sausages from? These are Linda McCartney sausages. Oh wow, wow! Keeping got it a little on... bit of a got a bit of a seeded seeded wholemeal nice. loaf here. Keeping it on brand. Your yeah. friendship with the McCartneys. <laughs> your kin. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what to do. Am I allowed just to take a bite? I... Just take a bite, okay. and then I'll just. Quite nice watching you eat that. I've not seen you eat before like this. Right, so you're lean away from the mic. Maybe I should mute it or something. No, 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 it's quite nice. Just, just gonna watch you. I, I don't like. I don't, I'm not enjoying this. I've got to be honest. Right, take a couple of little scrambled bites. Hmm. Um. And sort of can, like, you, can you just tell an anecdote while I'm doing this, please? Uh, oh, I don't know anecdote. I mean, what have you been up to? Well, we've, I've had a bit of a funny, like, not funny, but a bit of an anxiety-ridden morning because we woke up mm. this morning and Grace has got a, a rash upon her tummy. So we're just, uh, it's it's genuinely, like, have you had, have any of the boys have had that? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, and, it, like, the feeling, I'm sure after, you know, four or five times it happens, but, but like, the feeling of sick that hits you straight. Last time something like this happened, we were on the plane flying out to Grand Canaria. <laughs> And she got a rash and she was like sick everywhere and she had a temperature. So that was, she hasn't got, any, got anything else. So I'll chat out 111. We called them. The lady was amazing. Mm. Um, put us both uh, at ease. Um, and they're calling back in an hour or so. But 
So I woke up to that. Also, last night, um, I watched the Eubank versus Liam Smith fight. Yeah, I watched that as well. Um, Can I just say, like, Chris Eubank gets a lot of stick, right? A lot of stick. He's booed, you know, and I get that he plays the villain. I, he was so gracious in defeat, I thought. He was, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, like, we've seen, that, you know, in recent history, sort of people who haven't been anywhere near that, that sort of decent and gallant. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know what, like, I was watching it. It's so barbaric. It was, you know, like box, you know, the, the thrills of all of it, right? When you watch, like, me and you, you know, we, we you know, doing stand-up, and there's, there's sort of parallels with the sort of walk onto stage, whatever, and the, the feeling of, I guess, you know, when you fucking die in your hole. But, like, when, when they start going at it, you're like, oh, my God. That last round, I was absolutely like, oh, man. I don't know if it's because I'm a father now. I just found it more harsh than I have other fights. Yeah, I mean, with boxing, you sort of walk into the ring knowing that the other person wants to absolutely do anything to succeed and wants to do absolutely anything to make you fail. And that's yeah. kind of what it was like doing our work in progress the other night. <laughs> Mate, I've never wanted... You smashed that. You're incredible. You were we, did a gig to, we, we did a gig together the other night. We were... We both had a very nice time, but I would describe the atmosphere backstage. Oh, <laughs> the mate. atmosphere backstage before the gig is absolutely dreadful. Two mates, ordinarily excited to see each other, absolutely horrified by the prospect of doing new material. Do you, do you know what it felt like to me? Go on. Two mates at school, neither have done their homework because they've both been fucking about loads. And yeah, that is, been, that is a very good. That is a very good. Basically, analogy. we're about to go and see the headmaster and explain why because. I, it's such a difficult like that was for both of us right that's the first time we've stood up and done nearly all that material right for both of us yeah so yeah there's 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 only so much i mean you know better than me but there's only so much you can do right you write down you're writing your notes down you're getting stuff down and you're, you're constantly thinking about it but up until the moment where you can actually go up on stage and say it you kind of don't know what's going to work and what's not yeah and also you just we hadn't done well we ha we felt like we hadn't done enough work so no. meeting no, but also, also, me and you essentially working like six jobs. I know, <laughs> just like, like. It, but then, yeah. when you get when you get to an hour before the gig, the truth is, you need to just stop. Nothing yeah. good is going to happen in that time. Do you know what I mean? But no. despite knowing that, we both continue to look at our notebooks and write words down and stuff as if that yeah. was going to make any any little bit of difference to our performance that night. I would say a level of quite how nervous I was was that there was six bags of crisps that went untouched. Yeah. Well, two of them were very much touched by me. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I'd say that's the flip side I of can't it. believe it. I ate two, two packets of crisps back to back. Watching you eat some pickled onion crisps, you went in and taught... You literally went at them like Liam Smith at Chris Eubank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted... I wanted I, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted Liam Smith to lose because of... For one specific reason. I didn't like that stuff about him going, are you gay? To Chris no, Eubank. I didn't like that. And you know what, like, the Smiths are, like, an incredible, like, they've always carried themselves with such class. Yeah. I don't know why he decided to go that way with Chris. And, you know, like, I I can't really help but like Chris. I, 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 I thought with the whole kind of Ben thing, he, he, he handled himself, he handled the whole thing well. He, he He's just, he's just like, I guess he's just a bit sort of different within the mix of things. If someone comes at him, he comes at them. But I just think he sort of... There's a quiet assurance about him, I, you know. I, but to 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 sort of go to those depths and sort of 
didn't seem to sort of warrant doing, you know. It just felt quite a sort of, yeah, just quite low. Well, I just it? think it's, it's a weird thing to go, you haven't got a girlfriend, are you gay? And you sort of go, you know, there's part of you that just wants Chrissy about to go, yeah, if that's like, cool, cool I'm gay, if that's what you Because that's essentially like, like, what, what people... What, what, what difference is it, mate? People were saying that in the playground at school when you're like fucking... I know, that's what I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? My, my children now would consider that just like not worthy of saying, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if if somebody goes, if somebody went to what, if somebody went to like my oldest son Theo, they went to him, oh, you've not got a girlfriend, you're gay. He would just go, are you, are you, are you genuinely, is that what you're bringing to the table in terms of slams? Is that, is that? But did you really say that out loud? But it's, also, it's incredible. But also the fact that the way he said about him not being able to have children if he was gay, I'm like, if, if that's going to be your slam, then you really need to look into the fact it's that so it's so it was so bananas, man. I just didn't get it. I I didn't, and I actually I I, I don't know why he wasn't like du, like done for it in some way. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're like it's homophobia, is yeah. what that is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, I don't understand why that gets. I don't understand why that gets allowed without any kind of like kind of reprimand or anything like that it's just mental but then again you know you look at it and you look at how chris eubank dealt with that he dealt with that with absolute class you know yeah but I, but that's what there's a point, point of it where you look at it with you someone like him eubank and you think why are you like why is he always the villain do you know what i mean and he always is like i've been watching his career since it started i mean his dad had the same thing i mean yeah i i, I think on reflection i think liam smith has probably regretted everything he said I mean, I don't want to make this a boxing podcast, but I think he's probably sat and regretted it. And it looks, even in, in victory, it makes him look pretty, like he's sort of lost, lost a big, bigger it was, war. It was, really, it was really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Speaking of really bad, I reacted badly to a woman last night. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I should probably, I need, probably needs a bit more context. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, because, yeah, we've just been talking about sort of, yeah. Yeah, I was out uh, with some friends last night. Of course you were. By the way, yeah, hold on. But well, one of my friends who lives in Dubai had come over for the night. He had a a stopover, so nice. We decided to have a little reunite. I was in bad form going into the night because I haven't, for the last three nights, slept very well at all. I have had, and I'm embarrassed by my reaction to this. I've had chronic toothache, right? One right. of my teeth has been in like absolute agony. Which tooth? Back, front? Back. Oh. Back lower. Yeah. Right? So um, what I didn't realise or I haven't remembered is how it basically, a toothache renders you completely out of commission for anything. Like yeah, you can't. Also, have you, do you ever remember like the lion with the bad tooth when you were growing up? No. The story, yeah, man, it fucked the lion. He lost his kingdom and all shit. What happened? We basically—I mean, I'm speculating because I haven't read the book for a while. But he basically—you're not speculating; you're remembering. Yeah, or reminiscing, but I'm not sure how. Right. How? So there's a lion. He had a toothache. Yeah, he had a to- he has a toothache. For what I remember, yeah. he beca- basically sort of at first he's quite angry, then he feels quite drained, and then I think he loses his kingdom. Like he basically just oh, shit just all fucking falls apart for him. From having a toothache. Yeah, I think someone helps him, like a monkey, maybe or saying helps him sort of get a, like hurt. Sort his tooth out. Oh, it feels very appropriate, doesn't it? All this. I, I, um, I, um, came home from work the other day, and I basically just had to lie down for a bit. Yeah, but because I was in so much pain. But it's a toothache, mate. It's what I don't. Tooth and ears. Everyone talks about the big muscles, your big limbs. I tell you what, mate. Your tooth in your ear, your teeth in your ears, they'll fuck you. Yeah. Your nose, not so much. Your mouth, obviously, now and again. 
But you okay, we don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to work our way around the whole thing. But, but your ears, mate. Your ears will literally fucking do like knock you sideways, and your teeth. You're, they're the fucking. They're the tiny little like yeah. big pain can come in small packages kind of vibe. Yeah, I could relate to you know in the you, you know in the cartoons where they tie a little string around them and slam yeah. a door or whatever. I, I could relate it to the feeling of wanting that to happen. Would you, I, would, you, I would just ripped it out of my head. How close the tears were you? So when it started to happen, it happened in the middle of the night, and I had like an early start the next day, and so the the combination of being in a lot of pain and knowing that I had to be up soon was, I wouldn't say I was close to tears, but I found it disproportionately upsetting. I would say. Oh man! My, uh, like I had a reaction that if the kids had reacted like that, I would have said, "You need to gain a little bit of perspective." That's how I reacted to the to the two fake. It was bad. Did you do any salt water washes? No, but I tell. But my mum came around with a bit of clove oil. Do you know clove oil? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah put a bit it's of like numb Yeah, numb my entire tongue. Did nothing for the tooth. So yeah. it was a nice combo. <laughs> Is it got any? When are you going to see a dentist? I'm going in tomorrow, but it is starting to feel a bit better. But I, I am totally dosed up on painkillers. But I am. Um, so you go out. You've got. I went fake. out. You, so, so it's fair. So you're going out. Yeah. So I would say. Physique. I would say. I would say. What? What do you reckon? Chronic toothache. My irritability is probably up. I would say thirty to forty percent for what it would yeah. normally be. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've gauged this on your texts. What do you mean? I can tell text wise when your struggle like something's going on i think i've been quite em- have i not been empathetic oh you're it? empathetic about grace you're lovely but i can yeah. tell like, no you're always sweet but i can tell when you're in sort of fit like you know like twins like now i think we're at a point where we're in such synergy mm. i can feel almost that you're in some sort of physical or mental anguish so you knew i had a to- toothache did you i don't know tooth i could i to be fair i had a warm feeling around my face last night and what did you what, what did you think that warm feeling was? How did you react to it? Well, I was sitting next to a blast heater for oh a little bit. God, <laughs> do you know what happened there? What you know what happened there? You opened the door for me to make that joke. I didn't, so you did it yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel sometimes if you're going through the mix, I am a bit like conscious of it. Well, yeah. So I, I was I was irritable last night, and. Well, I didn't think I was irritable. I thought I was managing quite well, but then I reacted in a way that I wouldn't normally react. So hold up, did you, did you, were you on painkillers yesterday and you went out, went out and drank? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah, it's the worst. I didn't drink a lot. I, I measured, I, I was careful. Yeah, but you've got to be very, there's like, isn't there like a slogan thing? That, no, but isn't there a slogan thing? If, you've, if you're feeling these select things, not toothpaste, but like irritability, da, 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 you shouldn't drink or bet. Well, something to reflect on when I was driving home, but I I was um, <laughs> well, you were hopped up on painkillers and alcohol, and you drove home. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I stood at the bar. I'm really I'm out of it today. I've had, I've had, I reckon I've had like four hours sleep over the last three nights. So anyway. this is now we're moving into a new rom. This is spaced out rom. Yeah, this could. This is like finally romish is evolving into a new form, like a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> Also, I, I'm aware that I do sound like I'm eating. Sorry, it's disgusting. I mean, I'm in the second half of the sandwich. No, 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 no it's yeah, delightful. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that, to be fair, actually, the toothache isn't affecting your chewing action. Well, I'm eating softer foods. Yeah, you're ripping it like a line cup. Like, like, well, I'm actually having to sort of... I've got a ghost in the room. What's going on? Yeah, I thought I heard something in the background, but... 
There's nothing there. Quite a bit spooky. What are you on about? It sounded like something went... Mm-hmm. In the room, like there's a sound. You look really... You are really genuinely spooked, aren't you? Yeah, because that felt like something... I thought something was in this room with me. Mm. I might have to sell this house now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to hear that Kath- that conversation with Catherine. Well, I'm not fucking messing about when he goes. I mean, it's a new estate, so there shouldn't be ghosts in here, but... No. Do you get ghosts in new buildings? Oh, I hope not. That's one of the reasons I brought a new build. I mean, I assume ghosts need housing as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if but there's lots be of fo- ghosts have no place in new builds, mate. Let me just tell you something. Like that, fu- that, that ruins the whole principle of ghosts. Like, like, what, what is, well, first of all, let's get into what you think the principle of ghosts is. Uh, to haunt the place that you uh, fucking you died in or somewhere that you sort of had a bad time with. And you go to that place. You don't go to yeah, a new but what build. Yeah, but what if the new build is on a place where somebody had a bad time? Well, it's a big field. Yeah, what if somebody died on a camping trip? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How many people... Like, that would be... You shouldn't be able to build new builds on places that people have fucking died on. Like, what do you mean? People have died on everything. I mean, like... I mean, you're restricting a lot of land, aren't you? If you're saying if somebody's died near it, we can't build on there. How do exorcists work? Exorcisms work. You get an exorcist out and he just basically... Well, what you do is you make up the concept of exorcism. And right. when you say you're an exorcist... Um, I actually I actually had an exorcism performed on me. When? I did... Uh, you know, I did Asian Provocateur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, it was supposed to be I was getting a blessing for the trip, but actually they, the, the village were told that that I had to spirit I had to get rid of a spirit from me. So they like put me in this like bamboo cage and then this guy kind of invoked a spirit and then started like screaming in my face. They rubbed a chicken on my head and then he what, like, a raw chicken like, or a... No, live chicken. Oh what? Yeah. He like picked up a chicken and rubbed it on my head. Uh it sounds like the start of Agadoo, doesn't it? But and then um But hold and on then, so you, you essentially had a ghost inside of you. No, I didn't have a ghost inside of me, but that's what that's I had the exorcism performed me as if I had a ghost inside of me. Like, they believed that I had a ghost inside of me. Well, I didn't know people could have ghosts inside of them. I thought houses and fucking churches and shit could. No, but you get I, they thought I was possessed. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? What? That's another thing to worry about in life, isn't it? Possession. Like, I don't well, think you... You're, like, you're, not any, you're not in any different a position now than you were before we had yeah, this no, conversation. No, I didn't know there was a... Look, I've got enough fucking shit to worry, out, worry about with actually fucking living stuff without being possessed. Yeah, but you don't have to... Look, how is worrying about it going to stop it happening? You, well, you, mate, you, it's you, the you, same thing and all the other things I worry about. You know, stop worrying. Mate, That's what I'm saying to you. 90% of my personality is worry and anxiety. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's Actually, like, don't stop worrying, because I think your career's done if you stop worrying. <laughs> it's a career. I literally will have no way to spend my time. Mm. I worry about every... I'm playing championship manager at the moment. I'm worrying that my main striker wants to leave, but he's not telling me. I'm so fucking that, worried. That little clip there of you in your hat, no beard, headphones, hoodie tied up, talking about championship managers, the closest you've approached an incel. <laughs> just, just for that that moment, I was I was taken out of being in a conversation with Tom Davis. It was just. Literally just sitting there like, like I'm getting so immersed in championship manager. I'm sitting in a cold garage like I'm on a fucking Premier League touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, Family's touchdown. gone. Family's gone. They don't understand. Even the ghosts have fucked off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was at a bar. Oh, no, sorry. Let's let's deal with this possession thing, this exorcism thing. So I believe what happens is, is an exorcist comes into a building and then like asks the spirits to leave or uses like... 
some sort of ritual to get them to leave, I believe. But how do, how do, they, do they first do like a couple of tests to see if there's a diet spirit in your house? Yeah. So what, they just stay here for a couple of days or what? No, I think That's they... the first time I've heard the sound. I'm like, now all I can think about is this, is, is this house haunted? Mm. And it, it, like somehow something we've said or done has annoyed the ghost. And he's been fine up to now. Well, sure. five minutes ago, you didn't think you'd get a ghost in the new build. You've heard one noise and now you're convinced that you're going to get possessed. You need to move house. No, I'm just saying that. I mean, you've changed your belief system pretty quickly, haven't you? Well, no, I'm just saying it's not going to be much fun if there is a ghost here, is there? For anyone. Even a ghost. Well, listen, I don't think it's a problem as ghosts don't exist. So right, well, I'd I'm stop just going to keep an ear out now. Okay. Right. Uh, this woman at the bar. So you, dro- you drove home... After this altercation, fucked out your head on painkillers and alcohol. No, I didn't drive home. First of all, that, I reckon that might be the first time you've tried to ever bring this podcast back on track. <laughs> I think that show, that shows how off kilter I am that you've actually had to step up. I know, and yeah, yeah, step in, in and fucking pull it around. Yeah, Tom's Tom's actually fucking stepped up to the tiller. Today. Also, also alongside all the other champ, I genuinely look like I'm wearing my mum's glasses. Yeah, it's it's a pretty. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big <laughs> So I've been up for three days playing championship manager and my eyes have gone so bad I've had to sort of drop by my grandmother's house to borrow her glasses. <laughs> anyway, um, I was at the on. bar and I was trying to get, well, waiting to order a drink or some drinks. I was getting around and I wasn't just getting myself. Okay. And then um, a couple of guys come up and ask for photos, fine. And then... A woman walked up to me with her phone up filming oh. and just walked right up to me and then put her camera right in my face. Oh, that's the worst, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm trying to get a photo of you. Now, ordinarily, I don't know what I would do ordinarily, but I reacted badly, I would say. Whoa, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. what did you say? Well, I said, well, you don't do it like that, do you? I said, you ask someone if they want a photo with you. And then... I'll take a photo with you. But you don't just run up like you're paparazzi or something. I think I might have said paparazzi. And then she goes, yeah, but I just wanted a photo. And I said, yeah, but I said, you can't, you can't, I said, you can't just come up like that. And anyway, we got into. <laughs> you got into an argument. <laughs> Not an argument, but it wasn't a pleasant conversation. Was she aggressive? Not aggressive, but she didn't see why I was annoyed. Like she didn't see was any problem with it. I think so. So that's a very difficult situation because. She is. She was absolutely convinced. So it was a very difficult. There was no step down. Right. Then she goes, "Can I? Well, can I have a photo?" Then I said, "Yeah, that's how you. That's how. That's how you ask." So I took the photo with her. She wandered off. I was kind of aggrieved that I'd just in the process of going to the bar, I'd managed to get myself into an altercation. Yeah. And then I sat down, and about ten minutes later, she came over, uh, sat down next to me. Immediately, my my heckles were up. Is that what is it? Hackles? Hackles, yeah, yeah, I think hackles. Have we, we switched have roles on this? Yeah, uh, What's yeah, going on? Yeah. Also, I'm not comfortable fucking being a dictionary on this. No. Um, and she put her arm around me, which again. Wow, Jesus Christ. But she then apologized for what she'd done. Quite sincerely, actually. And she said, well, and, and that, you know what's happened there? She's gone back to a friend or someone, told them that, yeah. you know. She's probably gone back going, oh, my God, that Romish is such a wanker. He's just done this. Yeah, I imagine and she did so. You know what? Her friend probably was the version of you to me. 
has then logically gone through what's happened and she felt awful. Mm. I will say this. I don't think it, I think it, I feel very uncomfortable when someone I don't know puts their arm around me like that. Me too. I don't like it. Yeah. It, it happened to me not so long ago, but like with a guy who, and his, him and his pals have been quite aggressive. And I was sitting with a couple of mates and then they came, he, one of them came over, Sim, similar thing. They didn't ask for a picture. They were just being a bit leery. Mm. And then um, he, he did a similar sort of thing and sort of put his arm around me, but it felt so fucking like, is this sort of, is this going to be a mafia hit? It's so fucking yeah. terrifying. I had a, um, talking about awkward situations, I, uh, we're filming. But the you're last... doing segues now and everything. This is yeah, like a yeah, new Tom Davis. Yeah, I know, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of some of the other people how they do podcasts and realise we've okay, got our going. Yeah. Paul JT, just to, because there's no, there's absolutely no flow to this at all. He has to put in a little jingle for no reason. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've Ooh, actually started listening. That's what happens normally. When we get to the end of an idea and we don't lead it to the next one properly, you'll hear a, Ooh, and then it goes into the next bit. So we just did the last day of filming on the curse. Uh, Congratulations, down in Dover. You've been to Dover before. What do you mean by that? No, have you been there? Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah it's quite a sort of heartbreaking sort of place to go in for a seaside town. In what way? I don't know. It just feels quite. It's quite a sadness. It's it's cloaked in. It's quite pretty, but it's sort of. It just doesn't feel like a happy place. Do you know what I mean? But don't all seaside towns feel like that when it's not the summer? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, this, this is what happened. So basically, I, I turned up at the, uh, tra- the a travel lodge that we were all staying in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm there with most of the cast and crew. Uh, I get to my place in the queue and realise quite quickly that um, I'm the only person there who hasn't got a room booked for them. Right? As I walk into the place, it's like, you know, the travel lodges where you've got to walk through a, like a Weatherspoons, basically, and then you walk into the travel lodge sort of reception mm. bit. Yeah, yeah. So I've walked through the Weatherspoon. There was some, you know, nice lads there, builders and whatever, having a bit of chat and all that. Mm. But when I got to the front of the queue, I was sort of like going to pay, like I had my card out for something. I don't know why I had it out. I don't know if I was like, because I wanted stuff on the mini bar that travelers just don't have mini bars. Anyway, yeah. Um, it looked like my card had been uh, rejected. Mm. And... I sort of had to slink away from the counter without a room with my two big bags because I was away for a couple of nights and basically I call products. But as I was walking out, it looked like my card had been declined. And the shit I got from this table of about 15 guys watching the football was absolutely, they leathered me. Like, you want to buy a couple of quid, mate? Fuck it up. One of them was just shouting out, uh, call Romish, mate. He'll fucking sort you out. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like the, the rooms were £33 a night, and then, but they were also out of rooms, so there was no rooms left. I had to walk to a Premier Inn and get a fucking Premier Inn room. My God. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's anything, and by the way, I'm, I'm speaking from the, about this within a, the realms of absolute privilege, right? Yeah. That we're in, we're in jobs where someone will book a hotel for you to turn up to, right? Yeah. And it used to happen on the circuit, not used to happen, when you're doing circuit gigs, like if you're doing a Friday, Saturday, when I started doing the circuit, you do Friday, Saturday, book a hotel. I remember the first time I got booked to do a weekend and I was in a hotel. I couldn't believe that somebody was willing to pay for me to stay overnight to do comedy. I couldn't believe it. I remember, I, like yeah, I jumped yeah, up yeah, and down. Same, and same. I, was, I, I couldn't so believe to be in a, any hotel for like luxury. Yeah. But, but with that, 
turning up to turning up to a hotel where they've forgotten to book you the room. Mate. There was one particular there's one particular promoter that I used to do gigs for. It was 50-50 whether the room would be booked when you turned up. And like you'd you'd rock up there and you'd be you give your name and it's like I don't know how to explain it. You feel embarrassed. Oh, right? mate, like it it's so, so like <laughs> mate to be to be standing like look as well like within the mix of this the job of the curse right mm. I'm one of the lead actors I'm the exec producer and the creator of the show so I'm sort of quite integral and in everything so to be like, mm. like the one person that like the whole cast and crew are staying there that they've forgotten and then everyone was like oh let's just go for a bit of food you know it'll be fine you had sort of room I I can't I could I literally I sat I'm anxiously just like thinking. I might have to sleep in the back of like a car. Yeah. And rooms in Dover, it, it was packed. You couldn't get a room anywhere. Lucky enough. I, also, this is worth saying. Have you had this as a, when did you last have the feeling of true fear? So I sort of turned, I'll get to the premier in, right? Uh, I walked, as I'm walking through the car park, I'm walking towards the door, hoping that they've got a room. But standing outside are these three guys, proper geezers, all smoking. They're clearly quite drunk. They're being quite loud. I, th- I felt like fucking hell, these guys just they look like you know when some, there's an air of a great well, a bit like you've just been talking about this woman that you were scared of like they... I don't say I was scared of her <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've done there what tickled yourself no 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 what I've done is I felt very vulnerable about the fact I was scared you don't look like mm. you'd have been scared by that so I've tried to make it that you were scared of a woman <laughs> that's what I've done I'm going to break it down myself um, yeah Done a bit of a Liam Swift there, haven't you? Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, and I waited for them to go back inside. In the fucking, yeah. it, it was minus three, and I stood with my bags waiting for them to go inside because I was like, these guys look fucking. Well, there was sort of there was a just you know like there was a bit of laughter, but they just they just felt like you know like these guys just look like they're ready to kick the shit out of someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had yeah, that recently? And you don't want to be that dude. No. Have I felt real fear recently? Uh. No, I wouldn't say I felt real fear, but I do like you do. I do think blokes drunk who recognise you is a terrifying combination. Well, yeah, it's like, like who recognise you as a comedian. Sorry, because you don't know what they, like they'll just say something like <laughs> just say something abusive. Yeah, I mean? like for banter. Yeah, but also I always think like I've had quite a lot of times in my life where as a tall, bigger guy. You get a few blokes who are just fucked out their heads, and they think, "Oh, this would be a challenge." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a level of aggression. If, yeah. if, if already... I didn't know you and I saw you, like you know, oh yeah, you'd slap me about trying to prove my trying to prove myself to my group of friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's happened throughout my life. It's I, can, I can be one of you. Look, watch. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna start it with this geezer, <laughs> and then come up to you, give you a bit of front. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like sort of yeah, just fucking leathered. But yeah, um, I, I can I, report I've finished the sandwich now. How, how do you think I handled? Oh, mate, I, you know what? I thought the first few bites was like you were fucking bad. so, yeah, you were so into that sandwich. Then it felt yeah. like you slowed, slowed down. It felt, you know, like when a substitute comes on in a football match, first few touches yeah. were a bit heavy. Then it yeah. felt like you've sort of relaxed into it and you sort of like actually, you've had quite a good game in the end. Yeah, I, I've had to. Sure. I've had to try. I've tried to eat it so gradually and gently that I now don't feel like I've eaten a sandwich. <laughs> That's the problem I fi- I'm finding myself in now. <laughs> okay, do you want to do emails? Let's do it, baby boy. Well, how would you rate that first half of the podcast? I've got no idea if I'm honest with you because it feels no. quite alien to me. It feels I've done a lot of the the um, like you've become me and I've become you. 
Yeah. And now I've realised quite how... Yeah, so it's become a, sort of a less... I've realised quite how frustrating the last 200 episodes have been for you. Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Um, okay. Thanks to the Swan once again for selecting the emails. Big day uh, as well, by is... the way, today, because you're, you're having a family outing. We're going to watch Arsenal Man United as a family, yes. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to... Mm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Are you going to drink, by the way? I don't think so, no. Are you... Why are you asking that? No, I'm just wondering. All right. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, okay. This is from the flabbergasted fluffy puppy. And the title is Get Ready to Gag. Oh, God. Hi, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. I've just found out about urban frubing. Don't know if that's how it's spelled, but refused to Google in case of photos. The astonished me immediately made me want to email you guys, see if you'd heard of it and see if you'd Google it on air. On air. <laughs> If not, and get your reactions. What a fucking world we live in. Some people, eh? Each to their own. Thanks for all the laughs. I love the podcast. Now, I'm assuming the Swan has Googled this or knows what it is. Um, I've so never should heard I look this up now? Should we both look at it at is the same time? Urban Frubing. How you spelling Frubing? Double O. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I found out what it was. Do you want to hear the definition? Oh my god! Hold up. Have you found it? You okay? Oh my I've never. God. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've watched you read like that before. So, for people that don't know, urban frubing is to find used condom in public place and drink. Do you know what? Like urban frubing, did, didn't, just frubing did, came did... up for me, which right. is doing that with your own condom. Yeah. But then, so this is urban. Fr so frubing is the action of removing a used condom immediately after sex. Immediately after sex and drink it like a frube. And then urban frubing is to find a used condom in a public place and drink the spunk from it like you would a frube yogurt. Oh, my God. I feel sorry for frube. Yogurt's been dragged down to this. I mean, that is genuine. Who fucking thinks of that? I know. And also, yeah, I mean, frubes, they're going to have something to say about that, aren't they? Yeah, well, frubes are is that, I would say that's ruined frubes for me. You know, because it's a... Mate, it's one of Grace's favourite. Grace loves a frube. Well, not... Yeah. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, not, but the kids are not. Well, I can never ever anymore. say that again without having that fucking image in my head. I know. It's just Grace grim. Grace loves a <laughs> Yeah, that is grim. Oh. Um, okay. Well, That's, well, yeah. Uh, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, in what context did you find out about that? Second of all, you chose to email there, and third of all, the Swan selected it. Also, the, the the thing that slightly insults me is the fact that you hear about what urban frubing is, and the first two people you think of are the Wolf and Owl. I don't know, not even people you know. Oh, yeah, these two will get a kick out of this. Yeah, or these two seem like a fucking elegant pair of frubers. Jeez, um, man, that's... I do find the removal of a condom quite tricky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I find everything about condoms annoying. Well, we shouldn't say this. Condoms, we got into trouble last time for talking about condoms. Right, like look, this. condoms, they, they do a job, right? It's not to say anyone likes them. I've never met anyone. But they're really life. good, and you should use them. Oh, and yeah. they're good use contraception, them by all and they yeah, prevent yeah. the spread of sexually transmitted diseases, and that's great. Yeah. So use them, but yeah, use them. It's like fucking. It's like a tissue, isn't it? What is? Well, not only George blowing their nose, but you've got to fucking yeah, you do, do it. Blowing your nose is great. Well, I'm trying to fucking stick up for fucking. Condoms. Oh, sorry, go on. All right, yeah. yeah, sorry. I mean, blowing your nose is yeah. I mean, if you could basically have a version of a condom that's essentially a tissue. Yeah, when you willy sneezed, you could just. <laughs> you play, really pleased with that, aren't you? <laughs> I just think I, I was just. Like... What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> when he sneezes, just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, do you tie a knot in your condom? <laughs> no, I was just like, I throw it out the window just in case anyone's hungry. <laughs> um, uh, my neighbours are keen fruber. Um, just throw it out the window. Fruber! <laughs> um, Luck of market still. Yeah. Get I your fruit. Fruit out the window. Fruit. I usually just throw it straight in the uh, in the bin, in a bit of tissue. I know that, but I like to tie a knot. I like to tie a knot in it first. Really? Mm. It, well, it just sort of feels it... quite out. Right, <laughs> business done. Uh, yeah, let's just wrap up the junk. Yeah. A little bow time in the top. Our, time for our post-coital game of not the condom. <laughs> Hold up, just round the forefinger. Slowly does it, tighten it. There we go. It's a bit like a, trying to do a balloon at a party. <laughs> What's this? That's right. It's a dog. Uh, let's put that in the bin. <laughs> um, and look, they, the condoms are important. So shout out condoms for the work you do. Condoms are a little bit like the government in a way. Uh, in what way is that? Which no one likes them, but I guess they've got to be there. Yeah, okay. It's not a bad, <laughs> it's not a bad analogy. <laughs> Okay, next email is from the Lanky Giraffe. Hello, you incredible human beings. Please refer to me as the Lanky Giraffe. Done. I know you don't like the big ups, but I'll do it anyway. You guys are amazing. I usually listen to the pod while at the gym and the amount of times I've had to stop mid-exercise just to get the laughter out. Please never stop. I think it's safe to say you can happily exercise during this app. Now on to the advice bit. I matched with a guy on a dating app in November. <laughs> You know what we're quite quickly realising? What? Uh, potential illnesses to a baby and toothache aren't susceptible with making really, really good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and throw a ghost into the mix. I don't know why we thought this was going to be any good. I yeah, don't know why yeah. we continued with I'm the I'm literally recall. an anxious mess just looking at my phone, just hoping that Catherine's not going to text going, the rash has got worse, and you're literally yeah. in there. Every time, every time I say something, my tooth accidentally catches and causes me <laughs> immense pain. So... Really is an absolute smash. I've smasher. sat like this with my hands gripped like that for the whole of this so far. Also, it should be said that I'm in a fucking garage that's about minus three. So anyway, yeah, I've got the same situation. It's good that we're um, making loads of excuses for quite how fucking. I know I never say this, but quite how fucking dour this has been. Yeah. Anyway, um, now onto the advice bit. I matched with a guy on a dating app in November. We met up on our first date on New Year's Day. He lives two hours away. And Christmas got in the way and we thought it would be a nice start to the new year. We got on really well and have had a second date. On that date, we both admitted we liked each other and have planned our next date, etc. His birthday is the second week of Feb and the week after it's Valentine's Day. Do I get him something? A birthday present? A Valentine's present? Both? Nothing. When it comes to his birthday, we would have had about three or four dates. I want to acknowledge his birthday, but not buy anything significant as we're just dating and it would only be three months in. Plus, I don't want to seem too keen either and scare him off. Do I get him something jokey? With regards to Valentine's Day, I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's a bit tacky and commercial. I don't know what he makes of it, but on his profile, he stated that he's a hopeless romantic. Have any of you sweet, sweet souls been in this situation? What would you recommend I do? Thank you, the lanky giraffe. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell. Uh, but I think that that first year of buying presents is almost the hardest. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the, like, number one, I'd say... Valentine's, if you don't believe in what believe in it, or it's so difficult because there's a part of me that thinks stay true to yourself. But then also, if he is a hopeless romantic and he buys you some flowers and a card, and you've got 
like Neto for him, it's, you know, you could just have a little fucking car, like one of those tiny ones that fit in your back pocket type thing that you bring mm. out just, just in case. Um, first, but do you know what? Like, I've got so many fucking shameful stories of first birthdays in relationships that are just yeah, so embarrassing. So like, me too. It's just mate, so bad. Do you know, the, this is, I think, I've been going out with a girl for about seven months when I was probably about yeah. 21, 22. Okay, so that's quite a long time. As a 21, 22-year-old, that's a long yeah, time. right. Yeah. Um, I knew she, that I was into her a lot more than she was into me, right? Yeah, um, because, yeah. I've known that about every single relationship. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm but, yeah. still very much in a relationship like that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, I get to come in here to her birthday, probably about two months before her birthday. Like, I'm sort of, number one, I'm pretty sure she cheated. <laughs> it's so God. fucking shameful. <laughs> But I remember saying, what do you want for your birthday? And she's like, I can't really think of anything. And then we were out at a party and she started talking about, she was sort of big into animals and stuff. And she talked about um, wanting a puppy. <laughs> so I did like extra God. weekend work. Oh my God. And worked my ass off. And <laughs> brought her a fucking really expensive puppy. <laughs> like you bought a pup, an actual puppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Really, sort of. Um, <laughs> like, have you heard of miniature dash hounds? Oh my god! So expensive. So I brought her this dash miniature because I was so into her, and I thought, "Oh, this will make you love, <laughs> love me." Oh no! And then to um, try and make her love you, you bought something that she would definitely love more. Yeah, something literally the opposite end of what I am. Like it was tiny, small, and like really, yeah. really. Um, and within, well, probably for about a month after that, I think she sort of felt so bad she tried to make things work. What, what, was, her, what was her reaction to the puppy? Because I'm going to tell you this now. I think that is, that would be a red flag for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I, I, looking that back, is, that it's is, insane for me. You're like a fucking cable guy. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like... I was earning like laborous money, so I wasn't really on much money at the time. So I'd really oh say, and she would have known that as well. Yeah, of course she would have. Jesus, known it. I mean, listen, it's sweet, but like Mate, that it's is insane. Did she, it's what insane. did she? What did she? What did she do? I mean, I mean your intention was sweet. Away. The actual thing, she was, she was blown, blown away. away. She's blown away the, of of the gift because it's like an incredible gift to give a twenty one year old. Yeah. Like her mum and dad were like, you could see in her mum and dad's face, it's like. The, like she'd obviously had a conversation saying that I'm probably gonna get my birthday out of the way and then I'm gonna dump Tom because he's just <laughs> this is this is the time in my life that I realised you can't make like people you you can't change how people are gonna perceive like how their feelings yeah. are about you. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. nothing you could right. It was a big big education for me. But like I used to have to see her like where we like around sort of Sutton and pubs and stuff turning up with this, that, like, the dog. Like, she, she, by the way, her and the dog had an amazing life together. She, she, yeah. And also, I'd see, like, her new boyfriend walk it or whatnot, you know, and it was literally... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, like, the... One of the lowest feelings of, sort of... Yeah. It was a real eye-opener in my life. Mm. A, a life lesson, so you will. Yeah. I, I, I had... I had a, I, I didn't have the same experience as you, but I did something very similar. Yeah, but you know why you haven't had the same experience? I don't think, I think there's probably 3% of the whole fucking Earth's population who are that pathetic that they do that. That, I'd say it's one of the most Tom, pathetic. No, listen, 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 listen. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be, I'm going to level with you. Yeah, of course. It, yeah. it, it is, it is tragically insane what you did. Okay. Yeah, it I is, know, it mate, is yeah. really, really fucking, really bad. 
Okay. <laughs> like it is horrifying. <laughs> like I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna understate that. It's it's horrific, right? But Do you it know came what makes from a it even worse. But like, I could fucking I could square that off if I was sitting in a really nice fucking bit of clobber right now with my beard looking nice and a fucking... Yeah, I mean, uh, what I would say is you look like the sort of guy that would buy a girl a mini, a mini Dutch and put the seven months into a relationship. <laughs> you look like the sort of guy that would buy a stranger that has been following wait, wait, for three months even, a miniature Dutch. Like, like this 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 woman now is someone like, you know, I don't bear her any ill will. Like, she was... She's a very, yeah, I learned more life lessons off that person than most, so... Shout out her yeah. for that. So I um I was going out with a girl at uni and I think I had a similar thing with you that I knew that she wasn't as into me yeah. as I was into her. And then Valentine's Day rolled around. Oh god. I mean, yeah. Do you know what I do you know what I bought? What? It's just so immature, right? So I, I must have been like yeah, same age as you were, twenty twenty one or whatever. I got her you know, like when you go into Clinton's or whatever, they've got the the massive teddy bear that people just think is for display. <laughs> so I bought the massive teddy bear. And then I think this is actually sadder in a way. Did it say so I, I love massive- you on it? With a double Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those, is it Forever Friends bears? It might be. No? Yeah, like yeah. One of them little. And then I also got to go with it, which I think is more tragic. Is Jim they used to do? <laughs> oh. They used to do enormous cards. Like, oh my god! What the, to match the bear? <laughs> oh my god! My granddad used to give me like Christmas cards, those really big ones. No, but this is like you have to like it's like six foot. What? Right? Yeah, I've never yeah, seen like, anyone not... buy one of those. I know the ones you. I'm talking about the fucking like fucking foot long ones, not fucking or two. No, foot I'm ones. talking about like you fucking have to, hell. Like, so. Shit. Valentine's Day rolled around. I was in Hall's residence and I had it in my room. Had the bear. Oh my God. <laughs> I arguably think this is fucking maybe it worse, but anyway. Anyway, I had to carry the stuff across to her halls to give to her. Fucking. <laughs> bear hugging a fucking massive bear. That's, those bears are like nearly your size. Yeah, you can't take the bear. I couldn't take the bear and the card at the same time. So I took the card first and I thought it was going to be... <laughs> you lent the card up against the wall. It was like that. I, I had to like go and like leave one downstairs and then go, there's more. Oh, right, and then go and get the other thing. back. Yeah, and also, and so anyway, as I was walking out of my room, one of the guys that's staying in my corridor at Hall was just opened the door and he went, God, you're keen, aren't you? <laughs> So horrible! Oh Jesus! I mean, also halls of residence rooms are tiny, right? Yeah. yeah, What I've done is I've turned up with two things that take up, I reckon, a quarter of the space of the living (laughs) space in that room. How long did the relationship continue after that? Were you actually in a relationship with someone you fancied? No, we're in a relationship. What I were basically in my mind, it carried on for about another year. But based on reports I got afterwards, uh, it was very much over in her. Right, almost immediately. I actually got a voice note from somebody going, just a random... This is how fucking delusional I was. I got a voice note on my phone, not a voice note, an answer phone message on my phone, going, mate, just want to let you know your girl's cheating on you. Oh. And I still, I still, I still didn't do anything. 
Mate, yeah. Oh, Mine was very similar to that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't really answered this problem. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so, so sorry, we just fucking made this all about us. Um, mm. my, my thing would, yeah, listen to everything we've just said. So don't buy him a dog or any, anything that's overly massive, like jokey like that, like Big Bear or... I think saying quite sweet and from the heart's good. And also I think actually saying that goes a long way is if you go out for food for his birthday, just say you're buy, buying a nice bottle of wine, um, you know, pay, paying for someone's dinner is always a sweet thing. I think, I think it's, you know, um, I think if there's something that you know that he likes, but you know what I'd say, I learned from the dog thing, but I didn't, you know, I, I think like, I, I, I still now fucking, my pe- my present buying is insane. I don't think about it. I, I do it, and then it's a knee jerk. So I think, um, yeah, yeah. I, if I was you, I'd I'd, uh, I'd err on the side of caution when it comes to what you buy, and um, actually just make it a really really nice time for the two of you. Yeah, um, I would go along with Tom's advice there. Uh, first of all, don't get him anything for Valentine's Day. Would be my advice. Valentine's Day's a load of shit, and. Uh, and you're really early on, so don't get anything. If you want to go out on Valentine's Day, that's different. But to get a present, I think, is a bit mad. You and then and for the you and Lisa go out on Valentine's. Uh, it just depends on how we're feeling at the time that Valentine's rolls around. You know what I mean, so like, if we haven't been out for a while, we'll, but I, I don't know. Valentine's Day is like going out on Valentine's Day is not it's horrible. Good, is it? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, we don't tend to. Uh, and with regards to his birthday, I would say, look, a lot of people, and when, when I say a lot of people, I mean two people, the desperate fucking losers that you're listening to right now, go really big early doors to try and lock it in. That is the opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah. Okay. Get something nice if you want. Get something small. And then save the big presents for when you know that this relationship is like real. What I did was went big with Lisa early doors and then gave myself a precedent that I couldn't possibly maintain yeah, for the rest yeah, of the yeah. relationship. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking dangerous To be game. fair, I couldn't go big when I was with Catherine on the basis. I had no money, so no, I was literally skinned for the but first I still three years. Tacky. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tacky, tacky and noisy. That was what my early presents were. That's <laughs> your remit. <laughs> So that would be my advice to you, Lanky Giraffe, and I hope it all goes very, very yeah, well. Yeah, good luck to you. God bless you. Uh, should we do one more? You know, this is really bad because all I can think of is you walk into the halls of residence with that massive bear and that massive card right. and someone just looking at, you know, like the bit in Home Alone when they look at the old man across the street. Yeah. Like a couple of blokes are just playing on FIFA and they're like, oh my God, is that Ranganathan? It's like, what's going on? All of them looking at you carrying this big... I, I bl- Do you know what I blame? Rom-coms. Yeah. Oh, mate. Mate. I make it... Mate. 100% have made men think that those kind of things are a good thing. Can I make. just say as well that... Yeah, you said it. That me and you... I, I don't know. I was into... Like, I, I like a rom... I always liked a rom-com. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. Rom-coms and friends. Friends is the worst fucking thing for garnering any piece of advice about how to actually be in a relationship. Correct. It's fucking awful. Watch it because it's a fucking well-sculpted sitcom. But if you're... like, And also, there was no one you could turn around to just, you know, and ask for any advice. If you were to turn around now, potentially, and we, we're talking and go, I don't really know if this this person's really into me. It's so fucking... Yeah. So... Nobody's seeing a guy struggling under the weight of a teddy bear <laughs> while trying to carry a large car thinking, that guy looks secure. That's the type of person I'd like to settle down with. Wait, no, let me just say, I... The moment the dog came out, right, 
was the moment I could see her mum and dad almost tearily looking, went to make a cup of tea and go, oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. I know that. Will, will, will he hear if we call the police now? Oh, I, wish I, I wish I didn't have such fucking stories of like. <laughs> it's just so pathetic. <laughs> like, I wish it would be so pathetic. I mean, it's just that thing in your head you do that, and someone just goes, Oh my God, that's amazing. I oh, know. Oh my God, just you're so. Don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Man. Anyway. Um, this is from The Struggling Stoat. Uh, hello, Wolf and I, loving the podcast. Came across it last year and since then I've been listening obsessively to catch up to the current episodes. I'm a 22-year-old from Glasgow graduating this summer. While I've been at uni, I've taken on a part-time job in an escape room to help me deal with rising rent prices and living costs in Glasgow. It's been the best job I've ever had, providing me with better social skills and a great new set of friends that I work with, one in particular with whom I've confided in many times, sharing things I wouldn't normally share with anyone. I've recently been offered a graduate job opportunity that is too good to let pass, which means, unfortunately, I'll have to let this part-time job go. I'm wondering how to go about letting everyone know I'll be leaving, in particular, the close friend I've made. I'm terrible at goodbyes and extremely nervous about telling them. Have you guys ever been in a similar situation? How should I go about this? Oh, man. I'm normally pretty good at rationalising things, but this time I'm afraid that my emotions have gotten the better of me. All the best, the struggling stoat. The struggling stoat. Yo, yo, yo. Um... It's, it's a difficult thing, I think, moving on. Like when you sort of like, it's not even a job, is it? Sort of the social side of it and the sort of, as you say, the sort of friends you've made. Um, I think number one, it's, I think if, if those friendships in which they sound to be are sort of real and true, I think that, you know, you, you when you say that this is, you're, you're moving on, you, 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 you're going elsewhere, I think it's letting people know that you'll sort of stay in touch and that, you know, that sort of, I think people would understand that it's an opportunity and, and you know, it's a weird thing of, um, actually, you know, this, this is a, we haven't talked about this, this is the maddest thing that when, well, I did work experience at the place where the Swans dad the, used to run. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is insane. Yeah. Right? So when we were backstage at the Wolf and Our live gigs, yeah, we were talking about, um, uh, I can't remember how we even got on the subject. I was talking about where I grew up and then Lisa yeah. basically said, oh, this place. And it was where I'd, I'd done work experience because two of my friends sort of, um, Mickey and da uh, Mickey and Dave Julek had, had gotten me work experience. So anyway, I, um, I remember like literally loving it. I, I, I went there and actually adored that. Like, I had such a good time there, like in a, in a weird way, like, and probably like, I mean, they didn't offer me a full-time job, but if they had afterwards, I'd have taken it. Um, I don't think I'd sort of, like, work very hard. I just think I fucked about. But it, um, I think most things I've done in my life, I've always sort of met people and and, and sort of... I, I always think that's that's a sort of testament to your character if you can if you can go and work somewhere and get on with people. I, I think that you'll probably do that for most of your life. And the people that you're meant to stay in your life will stay and, 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 and those that sort of, you, you know, you lose touch with, you lose touch with, and that's it great tapestry upon the life that we build. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think just you need to just be clear. You need to be open and say, I mean, I don't know, I've literally just completely flown over the whole, that, how insane it is that Lisa's dad was my boss during work experience. Yeah, yeah. That was just, that was an insane thing, right? 
It was mad. It was mad. Yeah, and I was trying to make jokes while you were having the conversation, and neither of you were literally listening to me. It's like a well, yeah, I mean, yeah, puppy just... trying to get attention. It's pathetic. Anyway, go on. Yeah, but I'd say that. Um, yeah, I think congratulations. Move forward. Move true. This world is yours, and the oyster clams you're about to open should be yours to devour in your own way. <sighs> okay. Um, struggling stoats. <laughs> Struggling Stoke, congratulations. Uh, well done, man. That's great news. Um, I would say, uh, first of all, um, I think they're going to understand. And I think if this person that you've confided in and made friends with, uh, if that relationship is real, which it sounds like it is, you're just going to carry on being friends. And I think if you've got on with these people the way that it seems like you have, they're going to be really supportive, man. I, I was working at, um, at, I was working a job at an airport and... The whole aim was for me to work my way up through the job and like become a manager or whatever eventually. And I ended up going to uni and yeah, you know, that was a, a difficult thing because like people have been training me up and stuff like that, but you know, it happens and they'll be happy for you. So I think, you know, if you word it like you've just worded it to us, I think they're going to be completely understanding. And the other thing I would say is these conversations are always better than you think they're going to be in your head. You know, and it it will be difficult, but what you don't want to do is leave it so late that yeah. it becomes super awkward. You know, I've done that in the past where you kind of, you're too scared to do it. So you keep delaying, delaying, delaying. And then eventually people are like, oh, right. So how long have you known? Oh, wow. So you just said, you know, like you don't want that situation. So I would say tomorrow, as soon as you hear this, if you haven't done it already, say to people that you want to, I'd love to keep in touch and continue being friends. And you might have made friends for life, you know, so... This is great news. You are worrying about something that's great news and you're going to go on to, to really great things. So congratulations. Well done from both of us. And uh, devour those clams. Go, go. Um, go. Whatever. Yeah, go on, stay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, we're at the end of our podcast now. I think I would describe this as one of the Hall of Famers. <laughs> <laughs> if there was like a, if there was a board somewhere with the top ever Wolf and Owl episodes, I think there'd be a little addendum and they'd say, today's episode, we're not sure if it even counts as a Wolf and Owl app based on what was delivered. <laughs> one was sleep deprived, the other was anxiety ridden and the sleep deprived one ate for most of it. So yeah, they didn't even stick to their, didn't even stick to their bloody characters. The wolf had to start guiding the podcast along. The the owl was asking the wolf for, for fucking words. Absolute disaster. Um, um, but apart from that, all good. So, Tom, I suppose you might as well make the concession of taking us out of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me got? try. Let me try. Little Max Clark walked up to the pitch, uh, up to the batter's mound. He stood his club in his hand, staring staring down the pitcher's eye. It was the biggest little league game of his whole life, and as the pitcher threw the first ball, he missed it and missed it clearly. As the second ball came, he missed that too, and it landed in the person who stands behind him's um, uh, mitt. Strike, he heard, and as the third ball flew at him, just as he thought he was going to catch it and hit a home run, his first home run, he heard those invariable words again. Strike, you're out of here. 
Max Clark walked back towards his parents. They scuffled his hair and said, hard luck, son, maybe next time. But that next time never came. Every time Max Clark stood up at that mound, he always heard strike, you're out of here. Strike, you're out of here. One day, however, Max Clark was walking down the street and there was a little kitten that had sort of got itself caught in some of those things that hold cans together, little plastic things. And it was really like meowing and clearly quite distressed. And Max Clark picked up the kitten and stroked its back. And then he pulled off the bearing things from his foot and through his neck and the kitten just shook and smiled at Max Clark. Max Clark looked in the kitten's eyes and said, strike, you're out of here, and smiled and the kitten ran off. <laughs> the truth about this is in life, you're not always going to score home runs. You're not always going to hit the ball out of the stadium. But every now and again, you have the opportunity to do something great and something utterly selfless. Don't always look to be a hero. Always have a hero upon you in your heart. Always think of Max Clark. There we go. I actually felt drunk halfway really... through that, and I've not had a drink for two days. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Um, thank you. That was really nice. Uh, okay. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening to The Wolf for now. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, to play us out, a new artist I've recently discovered called Loot is uh, on the Dreamville record label. Uh, what an absolute honour for him to be playing this podcast out today. Loot, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've noticed like. An absolute nosedive in streams. You were quite cool think, going into this week, and that yeah, really... but for some reason nobody nobody wants to know. It's like you've been cancelled. Yeah, it's so like you've strange. Been upstaged by someone, a fictitious character by the name of Max Park. <laughs> um, the tune that we want to play out is GED, which stands for Getting Every Dollar. Enjoy the tune. Enjoy each other. We'll see you next time if on this made little it this far, trip that we you. call. Yeah, if you've made it this far, big love. Uh, well done. That is a real test of stamina. Take care. Bye bye. Just got in the habit of switching the flow. Just trying to travel the globe. Tired of being underlooked in this bitch. Tired of hearing I can't wait till you blow. Had to step out of my shell for a bit. Cause I told me put my foot on their throat. Had to let go of some niggas last year. Wish they let my nigga out on parole. Niggas used to bump the warm up by cold. Why niggas used to warm the house with the stove. Shit, if he made it out of this bitch ain't no telling where my talent can go skinny nigga from the fall used to battle rap niggas for bread when i'm bored fuck with your boy used to swerve in a honda accord to the store hit up the midget for newport 100s and lottery tickets if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com that's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.